Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven. The number two, SaveLives.org is there. Very important website. I encourage you to go there as often as you can. We have another hour of high school football to talk about. We're having fun. We're going to continue to have the fun. Right now, though, no more talking by me. Let's get those scores from the star of our show, Ryan Soule. It was a busy night of high school football around the state. We'll get you as many scores as we can here at the 11 o'clock hour. Adams Central 48, South Adams 0. Anderson defeats Tech 22-20. to Batesville 26-23 winners over Lawrenceburg. Bedford North Lawrence with a two-score win over Jennings County 28-13. Ben Davis 62, Lawrence North 14. Bloomington North gets the job done against New Albany 49-14. Bloomington South gets the shutout over Southport, 59-0 winners there. Boone Grove, 28, River Forest, 6. Ron Colley suffers defeat at the hands of Brebuff, 39-23. Brownsburg, 37-7, a 30-point win over Westfield. Carmel gets the win over North Central, 27-6. Tri-Central falls to Carroll of Flora, 42-0. Fort Wayne Wayne falls by a score of 17-10 to Carroll of Fort Wayne. Cascade, 49-39 winners over North Putnam. Center Grove, 31, Lawrence Central, 7. Charlestown, 65-7 winners over Scottsburg. Fremont loses to Cherubusco, 46-3. Terre Haute North gets shut out tonight by Columbus North, 35-0. Concord over Goshen, 42-0. Danville picks up the win over Southmont, 42-21. DeKalb over Huntington North, 49-13. Plainfield falls by a field goal at Decatur Central, 26-23. Delphi, 33. Clinton Prairie, 30. Newcastle loses to Delta, 20-8. While South Dearborn shut out by East Central, 51-0. Evansville Memorial over Evansville Bossy by a single point, 27 26. Evansville North defeats Evansville Modern Day in shutout fashion, 30 to nothing. Fishers over Avon, 21 13. Franklin Central gets the win over Noblesville, 28 to 27. That one took an extra session. Franklin over Mooresville, 29 26. Frankton's a winner over Oak Hill, 30 to 22. Greencastle smokes Brown County tonight, 84 to nothing. And Hamilton Southeastern, a 10 point win over Zionsville, 34 to 24. On the college gridiron tonight, Purdue has more trouble stopping quarterbacks in the rushing game as Tanner Mordecai runs for 14 carries, 58 yards, two scores, and a route of Purdue in West Lafayette, 38-17. Badgers get their first win in conference play. Purdue falls to 0-1, 1-3 on the season, and they're still yet to win at Ross-Aid Stadium. Looking ahead to tomorrow, the big game in the state up north in South Bend. Marcus Freeman is looking ahead to a great atmosphere as the Buckeyes of Ohio State come a-calling tomorrow night. Obviously, we have a great opponent coming in. Um, we're excited about, you know, the chance to go against a, a, a top-tier opponent for sure. And um, we're excited about just the atmosphere, the the experience that's going to be here with College Game Day and, and the Pat McAfee show and, and, you know, NBC. And, you know, we get to finally wear the green uniforms. So I- 
Ohio State and Notre Dame up north tomorrow night at 7.30. Also at 7.30, a kick between Akron and Indiana as the Hoosiers close out their non-conference schedule. In the National Football League on Sunday, the Colts will travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Starting quarterback Anthony Richardson out with a concussion. Gardner Minshew in. And rookie wide receiver Josh Downs talked about how tough the Baltimore defense can be. Can't look at any opponent really different than the other. Everybody's good in the NFL, so at the same time, you just got to prepare. Got to go out there every day, take care of business at practice. And then um, when the opportunity comes, take advantage of it. And then in the fourth quarter, when it's time to buckle up and really make those plays, you got to do it. Colts and Ravens at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Major League Baseball wild card race around the Midwest. Cubs beat the Rockies 6-0. Brewers beat the Marlins 16-1. Reds fall to the Pirates 7-5. Cubs now hold a game lead over the Marlins and a game and a half over the Reds for the final wild card spot. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Song. Great game tonight on the south side of town. Greenwood, 44-41 winners over Perry Meridian. Justin Bozier joins me. Coach, that's a great win for you and the Woodman tonight. Yes, sir. It was a great win for us. It was just a back-and-forth battle all night. 44-41 now. The fans were delighted to some scoring. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you, you and, and the Perry coaches you know, imploring your defenses to try to get stops. But in a game like this, defensively, you have to make stops in, in, in the latter stages of the game to win the ball game. Yeah, Bob, and that, that's exactly what happened. We came up with uh, two big turnovers where we just were able to take the ball out of their running back's hands. Um, and, and the first one got the momentum. All the momentum was on their side. And um, Alan Burnett, our running back and our linebacker, um, took the ball, just took it as he was going down. And we got the momentum back and, and kept it on him. And then we got another uh, takeaway uh, probably two possessions later to, to help get us up. So when do you get the uh, go-ahead, Coach? When, when do you score the game winner? The game winner came with uh, 17 seconds on the clock. <laughs> okay. So you got to take me through this. Tell me how you do this. Yes, sir. We had the ball with three minutes left. Um, we were down 41-36. And uh, we had just scored just prior to that to go up 36-35. And they, they took it down. They scored. We had three minutes left. And um, – you know, we had about four or five plays that were successful for us all night. So we were running the ball with Alan Burnett and Jackson Hessig. We have two running backs. Um, and then we were making some big completions with Brock Riddle to Amari Middleton and Tanner Crouch. And uh, we were just able to march it down. We actually scored, and it got called back for a holding. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we scored with about 30 seconds on the clock. That got called back for holding. And then the next play, we were able to hit a slant over the middle to Amari Middleton um, for the go-ahead. And then Brock Riddle scored also with the two-point conversion to uh, put us up 44-41 with 17 seconds on the clock. That is tremendous. <laughs> what a fun game. And I appreciate you sharing that with all of us. Uh, first year there, things seem to be going well for you, especially on a night like tonight, Coach. 
Yes, uh, it's been just absolute amazing transition for myself, my family. Um, the kids have just absolutely bought into what we're doing on the field. Um, the strength program is phenomenal here. I can't say enough about our strength coach, Jared Watson, um, and what he's done and, and what was already being built before I got here. Mike Campbell, mm-hmm. obviously, great career here. Right, uh, right. So th- it's been amazing for us, and you know, and our kids have done well. We had the fast 3-0 and start that no one expected, and then we lost the last two, and then to win this one tonight, you know, I, I've been saying it all week that mid-state conference, anybody can beat anybody. Right, uh, right. You know, Perry has now lost three games uh, for a total of five points. So, Yikes. you know, the hats off to them. They, they have done a, a great job. Um, they won last week, and, and they, they've played a lot of close games. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Justin Bozier, the head coach at Greenwood. The Woodman beat Perry Meridian 44-41 tonight. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next time out. All right. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. One of the better games in the state, in the northern part of the state, Knox and LaVille. LaVille number four in 2A. Knox number 14. Uh, a very good game tonight. Knox wins at 21-13 from LVH1. Matt Florian. Matt, thank you so much for the call. What a great game tonight. Matt, are you there? Hello, Matt. There we are. Sorry oh. about that, Coach. No, Working that's all right. Go phone. ahead. No, we had a, right. yeah, a heck of a game in the H-NAC here. Uh, picking up in the fourth quarter, Lancers had the ball driving down 21-13. to 13. Uh, Lucas Plummer picked off in the end zone. Force, first and 10, Knox. Knox took over 10 minutes, 47 seconds left in the fourth. A Russ Radke coach team is going to ground and pound all the way and eat up. Mm-hmm. Lancers did not get the ball back until under two <laughs> minutes left in the game. A couple of quick passes, a couple of holding calls against Knox, but it was defense that stood tall for the Redskins. Logan Taylor sacking uh, Lucas Plummer for the Lancers with three seconds left. Redskins win 21 to 13, remain undefeated. Lancers fall to five and one. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, do you have time to hang with me? Because I want to talk a little bit more about it, okay? I've got the scores coming up. Can you hang with me, Matt? Happy to do so, Coach. Thank you. I love it. No, I appreciate it very much. Great game. Great game tonight, LaVille. Uh, and Knox. Knox, the Hall of Famer, Russ Radke, doing what they do. We'll come back and talk with Matt Florian after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports. Full night of high school football here in the state of Indiana. We'll kick things off at Hanover Central and Munster. 56-21 Hanover Central gets the victory there. Heritage Christian winners over Covenant Christian 28-24. Homestead gets the victory in overtime over Fort Wayne Snyder 23-20. Indianapolis Cathedral winners in an out-of-state matchup with Frederick Douglass of Kentucky, 28-19. Chatard beats Garen Catholic by a score, 13-7. Lutheran over Cecina, 42-14. Tinley over Purdue Polytechnic, 56-24. 
Jay County over Woodland, 34-29. Culver Academy falls to Kankakee Valley, 17-14. LaVille falls to Knox by a score, 21-13. Central Noble falls to Lakeland, 49-6. Leo shuts out Belmont, 40-0. Lewis Cass defeats Whitco, 52-6. Logansport over Marion in a barn burner, 42-41. Logansport gets the win. Madison Grant, 54. Elwood, nothing. Kokomo McCutcheon, low scoring affair. McCutcheon wins 10-6. Milan, 44. Eastern Hancock, 19. Warsaw falls to Mishawaka, 34-11. New Haven over Columbia City, 21-7. Muncie Central, 49-29 winners over Richmond. West Dell shut out by Monroe Central, 27-0. North White, 14. Caston, 6 Plymouth falls to Northwood, 42-7. And Northfield, 27-12 winners over Wabash. More scores in 15 minutes. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk high school football before the uh, scoreboard update. I was talking with Matt Florian from LVH1. He has the Knox 21-13 win over LaVille. Two teams ranked highly in 2A. All right, Matt, how is uh, Russ Radke and uh, his group uh, able to do this. And, Matt, before we do this, I do want to remind everyone, our player of the heart brought to you by Beck's Hybrids. At Beck's, we are and will remain farmers at heart. All right, Matt Florian, you talked about ball control, which is what Russ Radke teams do. You uh, give up the ball. You're not going to see it again, and that works very, very well for Knox in this big win. Oh, tremendously, Coach. And that's kind of, you know, it, it – it's epitomized right there by that fourth quarter drive. I did a double take with my students on the, on the, uh, on the broadcast. It's like, wait, they got the ball back and they've had it this whole time from the interception (laughs) in the end zone, Mm -hmm. first and 10 on 20. And it took 15. I think the final play, they uh, tried a deep pass on fourth and five. But at that point, like I said, one minute, 57 seconds, 16 plays, Good old-fashioned Russ Radke using the stable of quarterbacks that he's got. Rowan Jordan, Jake Conroy. Conroy, I believe, that's a sophomore running back. He's going to do all sorts of things. This is a stable of uh, a backfield that I think had 2,600 yards last year, and they're only going up. Well, he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would remind everyone of, of that, quite frankly, that they're going to grind it out. They're going to defend you, and um, you're going to have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. Absolutely not. And that was kind of what uh, what was the uh, downside for LaVille. You know, they tried to open it up with a couple of deep pass balls, but uh, right now LaVille senior Michael Good, who's been just such a stud wide receiver for us mm-hmm. this year, is down with a leg injury. And, you know, we a lot of our younger guys, Xavier Lefebvre, a junior, Colin Zarnecki, a sophomore. And, you know, these, these are guys that are trying to step up. And we had a couple of good looks. But, again, right. you know, you don't often think, and, you know, hopefully he's not listening, you don't often think of a Russ Radke team as doing good work on, like, deep ball pass defense. But the Lancers did not have a clean look all through the second half. So, again, not just the offense, but the tip of the hat to Russ Radke and his defensive unit tonight. Knox, 21-13 winners over LaVille tonight. From LVH1, Matt Florian. Matt, thank you so much. Have a great week. You too. Thanks for all you do, Coach.
Thanks. I appreciate that very much. Purdue losing tonight, 38-17 to Wisconsin from the Purdue Radio Network. Our good friend Rob Blackman. Rob, a tough night for the Boilers. Uh, Cannot get going on the offensive end tonight. Uh, a little too late, no doubt about that. Purdue is down 21-3 to right out of the gate. Matter of fact, going into the halftime locker room and first three, <clears throat> excuse me, the first three possessions of the game for Wisconsin were three touchdowns, um, mm. which has been Purdue's lost 17 in a row to Wisconsin, and it feels like it's, it's always the same format. You get down mm-hmm. 14, 21 points to the Badgers, and you're just not going to come back against this team. I don't care who's coaching them. That's right. just, that's, they have you right where they want it, where they want you. <laughs> They're just not the type of team that you're going to come back on, from a, especially a two-touchdown or three-touchdown deficit. So uh, was Purdue better in the second half? Yes, they were. But when you start the game 21-3 to uh, and you have the three and the other team has the 21, uh, you're really putting yourself in a tough spot. So, Purdue was swimming upstream all night, it felt like, Bob, and that was uh, that was unfortunate because I really do feel like, as I've watched this team through four games, even though they've won only one game, it does feel like they're really making some strides. But unfortunately, the strides just aren't big enough at this point, and, and that's why Purdue's struggling to find their way to victory. Yeah, one of the problems, obviously, and you know much better than I, but uh, it, it, again, seems to be a slow start. You have offensive woes. In the schedule you're playing, you can ill afford, as you point out, to try to come from behind. And the irony, uh, Wisconsin had been the slow starting team this year. They had, If you look at their first three games, they had really struggled in the first half of all three of those games and then really turned it on in the second half. Uh, Purdue kind of flipped the script a little bit on them tonight, but again, uh, when you start the you're down 21 to three right out of the gate. I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> against Big Ten competition, <laughs> right, you're really right. it's just tough. And uh, three turnovers tonight certainly didn't help. Um, yeah, it was so good, so good in those first two weeks. Didn't have a single turnover, and now in the last two weeks, Purdue's turned it over seven times in the last two games. So need to get that fixed and just. Again, it's frustrating as a fan because you see the progress uh, in small steps, uh, but you, you as, a, as a fan, you so badly would like to see it, right. big, big strides. <laughs> um, but, hey, welcome to the Big Ten. This is how it works. So right. <laughs> there, there are no easy games from here on out. Let's just put it that way. All right, tell your wife I'm not going to be bothering you guys tomorrow night, okay? So you get a, you get a, <laughs> that is, that's the one the one thing I'm pleased about is at least we played on a Friday night. So now we have all the Saturday to watch. And as you know, there are some great games on the schedule right, tomorrow. So right. I'm going to enjoy being a fan watching those games. But you know my feeling that there should be, uh, at least in our state, uh, legislation that does not allow Purdue or IU to play on a Friday night. I think it's despicable, yeah, quite frankly. It, 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 <laughs> so. uh, it, it, it does make it tough. You know who it really affects locally here is West yeah, Lafayette yeah. High School. They, you know, they, they yeah. would have had a game tonight, but they've had to move their game till tomorrow at Benton Central uh, because we have to use, when I say we, uh, facilities folks have to use West Lafayette's high school parking lot for parking and, and things right. like that. So 
um, yeah, it really kind of stinks for some of those folks involved with high school football. But uh, I'm with you. If, if they ask for my vote, which they never right. will, I would yeah. say uh, no Friday night football. Thursday, fine. Saturday, no, fine. But be, no Friday no, night. Let's, let's leave that for the high school be, kids. No, no. Should be against the law. That's, that's frank. That's good stuff. Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network. They lose tonight 38-17 to Wisconsin. Rob, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. I will, Bob. Thank you. Seymour over Brownstown Central tonight. A very solid win. 41, 41 to 20 is the final. Tyson Moore joins me. Coach, thanks for calling back and congratulations on the great win tonight. Hey, thanks, Bob. I'm celebrating with my staff right now on an Applebee's over a plate of wings, so it's pretty nice. <laughs> well, you, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking time out from the celebration to hang out with me. Uh, and you should be celebrating. You yeah, should be. no, it was it, it was a it was a big win for us. You know, it's a it's a Jackson County Bowl, um, a, a big rivalry game for our community. So we probably had three to four thousand people or standing room only, and a big big atmosphere tonight. And just very proud of our kids. Well, Reed May in the Hall of Fame, and he deserves it. Uh, these guys are good. So tell me how you yeah. win this tonight. Well, I'll tell you, completing 32 of 42 passes for 425 yards and six touchdowns is a pretty big, uh, pretty big feat for our quarterback. Uh, Brett Perry did a phenomenal job tonight, and then our wide receiver crew. I had Jalen Johnson, who's a junior, uh, had a buck 41 with two touchdowns, and Jack Pennington, a senior receiver, had 130 yards and two touchdowns as well. So. Um, we we really we aired it out tonight, uh, and defensively, man, they hunkered down, and uh, we, we held we held Brownstown to 20 points, and uh, it put them in some uncomfortable situations. But I tell you what, it was probably the most complete game we've played thus far this season, and we just totally dominated. Well, I'm happy for you and happy for your kids. It sounds like you know it, you're putting some things together right now at the right time of the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, the last couple of weeks have been a, have been kind of hard for us. We we lost two straight games by I believe a combined total of eight points. Um, so that was that was hurt that, or that hurt us. But to get back on track tonight and and be able to win in such a dominating fashion, it really put some wind back in our sails. The Jackson County Bowl goes to Seymour. They beat uh, Brownstown Central tonight, 41-20. to Tyson Moore, congratulations. Give my best to your staff. Good luck next week. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you and all you do for sports. Thank you. Very kind words. Thank you very much. Coming up, more high school football week number six. Scoreboard update with Ryan Soule. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Football gridiron. We'll take a look down south. Sheridan 56, Taylor 6. Silver Creek gets a two-score win over Jeffersonville 42-28. to South Bend Riley shutout fashion over South Bend Washington 26 to nothing. South Vermilion 49, Riverton Park 7. Forest Park 44-22 winners over South Spencer. Jackson Lucan with 197 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. In the win, Manchester falls to Southwood by a point, eight to seven. 
Springs Valley over Crawford County, 68-7. Switzerland County, 19. Edinburgh, 6. Tri-West, winners over Lebanon in a close one, 28-21. Union City gets the win over Union County, 42-0. Warren Central all over Pike, 23-6. West Washington, 33 North Davies, 12. Whiteland winners over Martinsville, 34-22. Winchester over Tri, 35-6. Shelbyville falls to Yorktown, 42-19. Rushville gets the win tonight over North Decatur by 2, 26-24. Providence puts up 78 in a shutout of Irvington Prep Academy, 78-0 the final there. Paoli, 57-27 winners over Easton Green, Crawfordsville falls to North Montgomery, 42-14. Mitchell over Madison in a tight one, 26-20. Monroe Central not so tight with West Dell, 27-0 the final score there. New Pal by a touchdown over Greenfield Central, 21-14. Logansport gets the win in a good one at Marion, 42-41. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Paul Condry is my broadcast partner on the pairing show on the on the eighth of October. He's also my friend. He's in the Indiana Football Hall of Indiana Football Hall of Fame and the Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame. Tonight he has the Crown Point 1914 win over Valparaiso. Two teams ranked in the top ten. CP ranked fourth and six A. Valpo number two and five A. What a great game tonight! really was an entertaining old-fashioned slobber knocker tonight at Bulldog Turf at 1500 <laughs> South Main and Crown Point. Coach, uh, a very, very entertaining football game from start to finish. Uh, Valparaiso played an inspired first half. As a matter of fact, limited a Crown Point offense that came into the ball game, averaging 18 first downs and 431 yards per game, limited them to 26 yards of total offense in the first half. Well, the second half was a completely different story. Valpo led 7 to nothing at the half. The crown point chain came out, made some changes offensively. They ran a little wildcat, and that certainly paid some dividends as Larry Ellison was able to take care of some business along with quarterback Noah Ehrlich as Crown Point is able to uh, uh, string off 19 unanswered points. Valpo scored late in the ballgame to make it 19-14, but Valparaiso at this stage falls to 4-2, and 3-1 in conference play. Now sitting atop the leaderboard all by themselves are the Crown Point Bulldogs. They've won 15 straight regular season games, and they're sitting right now perfect at the top of the Dunland Conference Championship. Uh, is really kind of uh, it's theirs to win or lose. They control their own destiny. But a really neat game, a great crowd on hand, beautiful weather. You couldn't ask for anything more than what we had tonight in Crown Point. All right, you and I will talk about that game plus others tomorrow night on the show. And I continue to count the days until you and I are matched up together with another pairing show. Uh, it's a fun, fun time of year. Paul Condry, thanks for calling me. I'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you tonight. God bless. Thank, thank you. Corbin Lingenfelter joins me. Corbin on the call of Forest Park's 44-22 win over South Spencer. Thanks for waiting. You know, you know the drill here. You, you've been with the show a long, long time. Thank you for staying with us. And a very impressive win for the Rangers tonight, Corbin. Yeah, Coach, it was a huge night for the Rangers. 44-22 over South Spencer. 
They came out looking really good. It was homecoming. They also recognized the youth football team as well. And mm-hmm. at half mm-hmm. time, they even presented the Forest Park 2022-23 Lady Rangers with their state championship rings for two-way from this past season. So <laughs> it's a, it was wow. a great night all around for Forest Park. <laughs> All right, I always like to do this, but who won the who was the queen? Who was crowned the queen? Oh, I knew you were going to ask uh, me that, and I should have oh, written no. it down. And I, oh. I've got it written down in my car, and I didn't bring it in with me. It's okay. I, 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 I'm, I, my congratulations, though, to that young lady who won the queen. So, what a great night! I mean, seriously, you knew you're covering it all. We got football, basketball, queens. Um, Proud to say my, uh, my daughter is uh, a former homecoming queen here in, in Franklin. She's homecoming queen, prom queen. She won the queen. <laughs> she she literally goes to him and says, um, I don't want to be nominated for anything anymore. My hand to God. So, <laughs> yeah. so I understand how exciting it is. So tell me about the Rangers. How do they do this tonight? Yeah, so Forest Park, they gave up a touchdown early to South Spencer. But that offense just came out firing at all cylinders. They ended that drive with a, I want to, I can't remember exactly who took it in, but it was a rushing touchdown for Forest Park. South Spencer had actually missed their extra point. So Forest Park hit theirs, made it seven to six to start. Forest Park just got, kept battling and battling, got up. It was 14 to six. South Spencer does score eventually. They get the two point conversion, ties us up at 14 14. But then after that, it goes back and forth. Our halftime score ended up being 22-21. to 21. The Rangers, they get the opening kickoff of the second half. They drive it down the field, score on another touchdown, get themselves up 28-22, to 22, and it was just all force park after that. Jackson Leakin, I mean, this kid's a sophomore, and I knew he was going to be great mm-hmm. his freshman year mm-hmm. by the plays he was making as a freshman, but – I mean, he went off tonight, 197 yards rushing, a 77-yard touchdown run to the mm-hmm. house to seal the game for the Rangers as the last score, and he scored three rushing touchdowns on his own. And this is a kid we're usually talking about catching touchdown passes, not rushing for the ball. So right, he's really right. stepped up. Forrest Park's been hit by a couple of injuries lately, especially that backfield. But Leakin, Berg, all these guys, they're just stepping up and, buying into the next man up mentality that coach Rick has been working with these guys, especially after some of the injuries that they had suffered last season about this point. It's all good. It's good to be a Ranger. Forest Park tonight beats South Spencer 44-22. Our good friend Corbin Lingenfelter on the call. Great to hear from you. Take care of yourself. Have a great week. You too, Coach, and congratulations on 30 years with Indiana Sports Talk. Couldn't have made it without you. That's for darn sure, okay? But thanks. Thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. David Deaton joins me from WKLO. He has the call of Salem's 42-32 win over Corydon Central. David, thank you so much for the call. Great win for Salem tonight. Yeah, it was a good win for Salem under their first-year head coach, Brian Gleasing. Uh, both teams came in tonight, Coach, 0-5 on the season. So somebody was mm-hmm. going to get that first mm-hmm. win tonight. And Salem being at home, big win for them under Coach Gleasing to get this uh, era started with the win. And 
record in a, a tough loss, a game that they really probably could have won, but the penalties in the first half really put the Panthers mm. behind the eight ball. And so that that was the biggest difference tonight, really, when it boils down to it. But both teams ran the football well. They really did a good job offensively with some things. Defense had some good plays as well. So it was a pretty good football game, a crazy game with some of the plays that happened out on the field. But Nevertheless, a, a good win for a Salem team that gets their first win and for Corden, a, a lot that they can take out of this as positives. They continue to get better, but just too many mistakes there in the first half that really cost them tonight. Hard to overcome those problems. I mean, it really is that early and, and gets them in a hole. Give me some positives, though, if you can, for for uh, Corden Central. Well, some positives tonight. Uh, you know, Bobby Sharp, the freshman quarterback, he's really done a good job. He's improved throughout the course of the season for this team. We had him throwing uh, 35 pass attempts tonight. He completed 20 of those 35 passes for 291 yards tonight for Corridan Central. And they had to throw because they were behind most of the night, trailed by as much as 17 going in or in the fourth quarter. Wayland Ablado, 10 catches, 182 yards for the junior. He also caught uh, t- uh, two touchdown passes tonight as well. And then Logan Scharrer with uh, seven catches for 65 yards for the Panthers. Logan Young had one catch, but it was an eight-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. Gordon uh, trailed by as much as 17 in this one tonight. Got down 13 nothing early. Salem got a pick six after they had scored on a five-yard rushing touchdown. Harley Shockey took that back 30 yards for a touchdown. And then Corridan did get their first score. Matthew Wolf gets his first career touchdown tonight. The sophomore scores from three yards out early second quarter at 13-7 to was as close as the Panthers would get from that point on. But Corridan did a good job running the offense tonight. Made some good tackles on defense, especially in the second half. But give Coach Gleasing and his staff credit. They had their guys ready to go. They executed their wing T style offense. And for Corridan, definitely competed tonight, and we're in a game that they could have won tonight. Mm-hmm. So that was good to see that, and good to see them showing some growth here, even though they fall short tonight on the road. From WKLO, David Deaton on the call of Salem's 42-32 win over Corridan Central. David, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Always great to talk to you as well, Coach. You have a great weekend as Thanks. well. I'll do my best. As long as people listen to the show tomorrow night, I'll be good. That's my reminder. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. Coming up, Brendan King talking about Hamilton Southeastern in Zionsville and WAXL's Steve Kolb, who has the Gibson Southern and Heritage Hills game. Two really, really good games. So stay with us. Scoreboard update coming up with Ryan Soule on Indiana Sports Talk. One final look around high school football here on this Friday night. Bloomington North, 49-14 winners over New Albany. Brebuff gets the win over Ron Colley, 39-23. Brownsburg over Westfield, 37-7. Carmel over North Central, 27-6. Cascade defeats North Putnam, 49-39. Center Grove all over Lawrence Central, 31-7. Charlestown, 65. Scottsburg, 7 Portage falls to Chesterton in a close one, 35-31. Cherubusco, 46. Fremont, 3. Terre Haute North shuts, or gets shut out by Columbus North, 35-0. Covington, 15-6 winners over Park Heritage. Crown Point gets the victory over Valparaiso, 19-14. 
DeKalb 49, Huntington North 13, Plainfield Falls in walk-off fashion via a field goal from Decatur Central 26-23, Delta over Newcastle 20-8, East Noble defeats Norwell 49-15, Eastside over Prairie Heights 49-13, Evansville Wrights defeats Castle 38-17, while Evansville North gets the win over Evansville Modern Day 30-0. Fairfield 28, Angola 12, Fishers over Avon 21-13. Franklin County blows past Greensburg 41-7. Franklin Central squeaks past Noblesville 28-27 in a game that needed extra time. Greencastle 84-0 winners over Brown County. Griffith 58, East Chicago Central 12. Shenandoah falls to Hagerstown 27-9. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. One of the better games in the state tonight, Mishawaka and Warsaw. Mishawaka wins this one 34-11 with me, Mishawaka's Keith Kinder. Coach, two teams ranked highly in in their respective classes. That's an impressive win tonight. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. Um, Our defense played fantastic tonight. Uh, We had to punt out of our own end zone twice in the – first quarter and mm-hmm. uh we were able to we were able to hold them to just three points out of those two possessions so um i, I think that that was the the early difference maker in the game and we were able to get a really big play right before half to kind of push the game to a three score lead but um just really pleased with with the way our kids played really proud well, you should be because, you know, you look at this game, they, you know, Bart's guys come in uh, at number 10 and 6A. You're number 7 and 5A, so you're evenly matched, two well-coached teams. Uh, you know, you learn a lot. You learn an awful lot about yourselves, and you got to feel great about the direction this team's headed. I really do. You know, we, we struggled a little bit week two against Penn. Um, I, don't, I just didn't think that we played with great focus and – um, discipline, and that was kind of the message this week: is that it was going to take really good focus, really good discipline, uh, and a lot of guys. You know, 22 guys doing their job, and you know, all those things, all those cliches that that really are actually true. Um, and, and we we managed to to do that tonight. I again, I just I cannot say enough about our defense. Warsaw is really good uh, up front on offense, and 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 we did a good job holding their their best player at bay well you know you're playing good teams playing well at this time of year uh who do you have next week we are at northwood so it'll it'll be a big one against a really talented team yeah (laughs) right right well let's hope your defense shows up like they did tonight next week keith kinder from mishawaka there are 34-11 winners over Warsaw. Coach, thanks for staying up late and calling me, and good luck next week. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a good night. Thank you. Steve Kolb joins me from WAXL. He has the call of Gibson Southern's 31-22 win over Heritage Hills. It's a pretty good ball game tonight, Steve. Yeah, it was actually 31-28, Bob, and it was, uh, it was a heck of a football game. Two really good football teams, and I'm going to tell you for – a long time it didn't look like it was going to be much of one. Gibson Southern mm-hmm. pulled out to a 21-7 lead in the second half, got a 94-yard touchdown run from their running back, Sean DeLong, to go up 28-7, under two minutes to go in the third. And 
everybody kind of thought, all right, this game is over. But Heritage Hills had other ideas. Their offense got back on track through the air, got their starting running back who'd been injured a little bit back into the ball game. And uh, Jack Goldsberry, their sophomore quarterback, stepped up with three huge touchdown passes, hit Tyler Ruxer from 12 yards, and hit uh, Hunter Meredith from seven yards to get back within 10. Because in between those two, Cam Novotny for Gibson Southern hit a 32-yard field goal. So it was a 10-point game with 3.08 to go. Patriots with an onside kick they could not recover. The Gibson Southern threw an interception. Patriots got the ball back. And Jed Goldsberry hooked up with Tyler Rexer again. They're a pair of sophomores. Goldsberry stayed in, took a huge hit to the chest as he delivered the ball, threw it on the money. Goldsberry at 6'3", or I should say Ruxer at 6'3", went up, high-pointed at the goal line, came down with a defender all over him uh, in great coverage. Ruxer came down with it in the end zone for a touchdown to make it a three-point game with 58 seconds to go. But again, uh, Titans took care of their business and recovered the onside kick uh, to finish out a three-point victory when it looked like they were going to cruise late in this ball game. But uh, Patriots, for one of the few times in the last decade or so, going to the air kind of out of necessity tonight. Jack Goldsberry, 18 of 29 for 188 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But Tanner Boyd was just as good, if not better, for Gibson Southern. And they were very impressive with the three-point win. Steve Cole from WAXL on the call of Gibson Southern's 31-28 win over Heritage Hill. Steve, thanks so much. Have a great week. Thank you, Bob. You too. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Wrapping up the night with the star of the show, Brendan King. He has the call of Hamilton Southeastern's 34-24 win over Zionsville on our flagship station, the fan, 93.5, 97.5 in Indianapolis. Brendan King, thanks so much for the call. What a perfect way to wrap up a great night. Coach, thanks for having me as always. Man, this was a great one, and uh, I've been lucky my first two weeks back from baseball season. I've gotten two spectacular ball games. This one's no different. And I uh, don't even know where to start on this one because there was just so much packed into it. Uh, Zionsville, great start at home, Coach. They were up two scores, 14 nothing after the first quarter went scoreless. Uh, start of the second quarter was all Eagles. They scored twice in a matter of two and a half minutes. One of those touchdowns, just a massive touchdown catch and run by Eugene Hilton, who, of course, is the son of the former Colts wide receiver, T.Y. Right. Uh, caught a ball near side right about the 40 and then just sprinted it in, changed directions, did a little spin move, cut to the far side, and, and then scored. But, man, Coach, HSE had an answer. Uh, within the last nine minutes of the second quarter, they scored twice, and then they went up 17-14 going in the half via field goal by Hugo Belmonte. Uh, Belmonte, he had four extra point kicks and two field goals tonight. Did not have a field goal, a single one coming into the game. So he was a big storyline. But, uh, Coach, the difference was late. Uh, Donovan Hamilton, star wide receiver for HSE. Coach, mm-hmm. he had three touchdown grabs, two one-handed catches. Um, that he had two of the better catches you're ever going to see a high school player make, and uh, he had three scores, his third straight game over 100 yards receiving. So uh, big night for HSC, and they improved to 5-1, and one, Coach. Royals look good. Royals look good because the Royals are pretty good. All right, yeah. so uh, I know you're busy tomorrow. You're, uh, you blew me off on tomorrow night's show is what I'm told. Is that correct? 
I, I did no such thing, but I, I will tell you, it's been a fun week, Coach, <laughs> because uh, last night I got to actually do some innings at Wrigley Field, did, did some demo innings in the booth at Wrigley. So that was fun. Good. Uh, tonight did the high school game, and then tomorrow, as you said, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Nick Waltz, a uh, good buddy from uh, good old Rockville, Indiana. He's getting married at the Scottish Rite downtown, so looking forward to that. Well, I, I know it'll be fun. You're also – uh, you'll probably try to sneak in a little bit of the Ohio State uh, Notre Dame game if you can get in front of a TV. <laughs> Gonna try, uh, but I know the wedding comes first, so uh, you know might have to sneak in a few highlights on the phone for sure. But uh, hey, like I said, ha- happy to uh, happy to pre-record a little segment with you tomorrow. You just hit my line, and I'm happy to help you. I'll do it, Brendan King. You're the best. Thanks for calling me. Have fun tomorrow. Thanks, Coach. Love you. Thanks. Thank you. So, Brendan, on the call of Hamilton Southeastern's win over Zionsville, thank you so much for coaches and media people. Thanks for calling. We had 21 calls tonight. What a fun night. I want to thank, uh, obviously, our great radio stations around the state to bring you the show Friday and Saturday night. My thanks to Ryan Solon. A great job by Elijah Robertson for doing all that. And thanks again to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.